Well, good evening, everyone. Harbor family, friends, family, tuning in from your homes all around San Diego and elsewhere. I just want to welcome you tonight to our Good Friday service. My name is Ben. I'm on staff here at Harbor City Church as the worship director. And it's my joy, it's my honor to welcome you tonight. Uh, tonight, we want to just take a moment to pause, take a moment to reflect on the final moments of our Savior, Jesus Christ, before his death. Um, tonight is actually, due to some technical difficulties, this is actually a pre-recording. Uh, I am here up at the church by myself. It's late on Thursday night. It's a little bit eerie. It's raining outside. And for many of you, uh, you just got finished meeting with your life groups, friends, and other church family um, to celebrate Maundy Thursday, to celebrate uh, Jesus' last meal with his disciples and getting to kind of step into that um, together with, with your group and to remember Jesus' last meal that he had with his followers. And so tonight, we want to pick up where you guys left off. Tonight, we want to pick up um, with Jesus, with his disciples in the garden. And so tonight's going to be simple. We're going to open up the word together. We're going to have some of our church family lead us through the story of Jesus' betrayal, his crucifixion, his death, and his burial. We're going to go through it together. We're going to sing songs of worship together. Um, and as we look ahead to Resurrection Sunday and the hope and the joy that is to come, we have to take a moment to, to be here tonight, to remember at what cost that came at, what cost Jesus went to to buy our freedom and to satisfy God the Father. So tonight, I invite you to join us. Um, we have sent you a guide where you can follow along. Um, we should be, you should be getting the lyrics as well to these songs so that you can sing along. And so I just invite you to pause, to just take a moment to join me and to reflect on the death of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. We're gonna read together. My prayer is that what the psalmist prays, that you would ask God to open your eyes to behold wondrous things from his word tonight. This is, this is his word. We're gonna read Jesus' life, it's in here. So I invite you to ask the Lord to open your eyes to the beauty that is in the life and death of Jesus. Why did Jesus do this? Why did Jesus have to die? Why did he choose to sacrifice himself? I love what we read in John 17. We see the heart of Jesus in John 17, starting in verse 24. Jesus is praying, he says, Father, I desire that they also, whom you have given me, may be with me where I am, to see my glory that you have given me because you loved me before the foundation of the world. O righteous Father, even though the world does not know you, I know you, and these know that you have sent me. I made known to them your name, and I will continue to make it known that the love with which you have loved me may be in them and I in them. Will you pray with me? Lord, tonight we ask that you would give us your perspective. 
what it must have been like for the Savior of the world to suffer, for the Savior of the world to be betrayed, to feel alone. God, even in our suffering that we are going through today, this global pandemic, this tragedy, Father, I pray that you would use it to remind us of the greatest tragedy in history. That the rightful king, that the Lord of lords, that the God of the universe would humble himself and would sacrifice, would give up his life. Lord, that the perfect would be punished. Lord, I pray that we would invite you into our suffering tonight. Lord, and you would use it to stir in us worship, to remind ourselves that we are not alone, that we had a Savior that went through all of this suffering for us so that we might have life, so that whether in life, whether in death, Christ is enough, Christ is enough for us. That death has been defeated, we can say, oh death, where is your sting? The king of kings has disarmed you. So God, give us a new perspective tonight. Give us a fresh perspective on the cross this evening. And it's in your name we pray. Amen. Matthew 26, 30 through 45. And when they had sung a hymn, they went out to the Mount of Olives. Then Jesus said to them, You will all fall away because of me this night. For it is written, I will strike the shepherd and the sheep of the flock will be scattered. But after I am raised up, I will go before you to Galilee. Peter answered him, Though they all fall away because of you, I will never fall away. Jesus said to him, Truly I tell you, this very night, before the rooster crows, you will deny me three times. Peter said to him, Even if I must die with you, I will not deny you. And all the disciples said the same. Then Jesus went with them to a place called Gethsemane, and he said to his disciples, Sit here while I go over there and pray. And taking with him Peter and the two sons of Zebedee, he began to be sorrowful and troubled. And then he said to them, My soul is very sorrowful, even to death. Remain here and watch with me. And going a little further, he fell on his face and prayed, saying, My father, if it be possible, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, not as I will, but as you will. And he came to the disciples and found them sleeping. And he said to Peter, So could you not watch with me one hour? Watch and pray that you may not fall into temptation. The spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. Again, for the second time, he went away and prayed, My father, if this cannot pass unless I drink it, your will be done. And again, he came and found them sleeping, for their eyes were heavy. So leaving them again, he went away and prayed for the third time, saying the same words again. Then he came to the disciples and he said to them, Sleep and take your rest later on. See, the hour is at hand, and the Son of Man is betrayed into the hands of sinners.
How long, oh Lord, will you hide your face forever? How long, oh Lord, shall my enemy prevail? How long, oh Lord, with sorrow in my heart? passage comes from the book of Matthew, chapter 26, verses 47 through 56. While he was still speaking, Judas came, one of the twelve, and with him a great crowd with swords and clubs, from the chief priests and the elders of the people. Now, the betrayer had given them a sign, saying, The one I will kiss is the man. Seize him. And he came up to Jesus at once and said, Greetings, Rabbi. And he kissed him. Jesus said to him, Friend, do what you came to do. Then they came up and laid hands on Jesus and seized him. And behold, one of those who were with Jesus stretched out his hands and drew his sword and struck the servant of the high priest and cut off his ear. Then Jesus said to him, Put your sword back into its place, for all who take the sword will perish by the sword. Do you think that I cannot appeal to my father, and he will at once send me more than twelve legions of angels? But how then should the scriptures be fulfilled that it must be so? At that hour, Jesus said to the crowds, have you come out as against a robber with swords and clubs to capture me? 
Day after day, I sat in the temple teaching, and you did not seize me. But all of this has taken place, that the scriptures of the prophets might be fulfilled. And then all the disciples left him and fled.
Matthew 27, 11 through 26. Meanwhile, Jesus stood before the governor, and the governor asked him, Are you the king of the Jews? You have said so, Jesus replied. When he was accused by the chief priests and the elders, he gave no answer. Then Pilate asked him, Don't you hear the testimony they are bringing against you? But Jesus made no reply, not even to a single charge, to the great amazement of the governor. Now, it was the governor's custom at the festival to release a prisoner chosen by the crowd. At that time, they had a well-known prisoner whose name was Barabbas. So when the crowd had gathered, Pilate asked them, Which one do you want me to release to you, Barabbas or Jesus, who is called the Messiah? For he knew it was out of self-interest that they had handed Jesus over to them. While Pilate was sitting on the judge's seat, his wife sent him this message. Don't have anything to do with that innocent man, for I have suffered a great deal today in a dream because of him. But the chief priests and the elders persuaded the crowd to ask for Barabbas and to have Jesus executed. Which of the two do you want me to release to you? asked the governor. Barabbas, they answered. What shall I do then with Jesus, who is called the Messiah? Pilate asked. They all answered, Crucify him! Why? What crime has he committed? asked Pilate. But they shouted all the louder, Crucify him! When Pilate saw that he was getting nowhere, but that instead an uproar was starting, he took water and washed his hands in front of the crowd. I am innocent of this man's blood, he said. It is your responsibility. All the people answered, His blood is on us and on our children. Then he released Barabbas to them, but he had Jesus flogged and handed him over to be crucified.
Matthew 27, 27 to 31. Then the soldiers of the governor took Jesus into the governor's headquarters, and they gathered the whole battalion before him. And they stripped him and put a scarlet robe on him, and twisting together a crown of thorns, they put it on his head and put a reed in his right hand. And kneeling before him, they mocked him, saying, Hail, King of the Jews. And they spit on him and took the reed and struck him on the head. And when they had mocked him, they stripped him of the robe and put his own clothes on him and led him away to crucify him.
Mark 15, 21 through 41. And they compelled a passerby, Simon of Cyrene, who was coming in from the country, the father of Alexander and Rufus, to carry his cross. And they brought him to the place called Golgotha, which means place of a skull. And they offered him wine mixed with myrrh, but he did not take it. And they crucified him and divided his garments among them, casting lots for them to decide what each should take. And it was the third hour when they crucified him. And the inscription of the charge against him read, The King of the Jews. And with him they crucified two robbers, one on his right and one on his left. And those who passed by derided him, wagging their heads and saying, Aha, you who would destroy the temple and rebuild it in three days, save yourself and come down from the cross. So also the chief priests with the scribes mocked him to one another, saying, he saved others. He cannot save himself. Let the Christ, the King of Israel, come down now from the cross that we may see and believe. Those who were crucified with him also reviled him. And when the sixth hour had come, there was darkness over the whole land until the ninth hour. And at the ninth hour, Jesus cried with a loud voice, Eloi, Eloi, lema sabachthani which means, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? And some of the bystanders hearing it said, behold, he is calling Elijah. And someone ran and filled a sponge with sour wine, put it on a reed and gave it to him to drink, saying, wait, let us see whether Elijah will come to take him down. And Jesus uttered a loud cry and breathed his last. And the curtain of the temple was torn in two from top to bottom. And when the centurion who stood facing him saw that in this way he breathed his last, he said, Truly this man was the Son of God. 
There were also women looking on from a distance, among whom were Mary Magdalene and Mary the mother of James, the younger, and of Joseph and Salome. When he was in Galilee, they followed him and ministered to him. And there were also many other women who came up with him to Jerusalem. When I survey the wondrous cross on which the
When it was evening, there came a rich man from Arimathea named Joseph, who was also a disciple of Jesus. He went to Pilate and asked for the body of Jesus. Then Pilate ordered it to be given to him, and Joseph took the body and wrapped it in a clean linen shroud and laid it in his own new tomb, which he had cut into the rock. And he rolled a great stone to the entrance of the tomb and went away. Mary Magdalene and the other Mary were there, sitting opposite the tomb. The next day, that is, after the day of preparation, the chief priests and the Pharisees gathered before Pilate and said, Sir, we remember how that impostor said, while he was still alive, After three days I will rise. Therefore, order the tomb to be made secure until the third day, lest his disciples go and steal him away, and tell the people, He has risen from the dead, and the last fraud will be worse than the first. Pilate said to them, You have a guard of soldiers. Go, make it as secure as you can. So they went and made the tomb secure by sealing the stone and setting a guard.
the gospel says that for God so loved the world that he gave his only son, that whoever believes in him, whoever believes in Jesus, should not perish, but will have everlasting life. Death is not the end of the story. Death does not have the final word. And so I hope tonight has been encouraging for you to be able to acknowledge death and suffering, but also lean into hope, to lean into joy, into life that we get to celebrate together in just two short days. So join us Sunday, 9 a.m. on Facebook Live. Can't wait to see you there. Have a great rest of the night. Enjoy the rest of your evening. May God be with you. We'll see you Sunday.